The following program is brought to you in living color. I just don't understand what is wrong with you two. What is the joy that this stuff possibly brings you? It's just... It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's not fun. You two have demons you're trying to compensate for. Well, what about you? You're having a glass of wine. I'm not having a glass of wine. I'm having six. It's called a tasting, and it's classy. It's The Wine Crush, the show that's all about the grape. Now, here's the host of The Wine Crush, the woman selected best wine show hosts within earshot, Laura Lawson. You all know people like this. You may be people like this. Welcome to The Wine Crush. I'm Laura Lawson, your favorite Chardonnay guzzling diva, and you are listening to the show that's all about the grape in all its glory, all the vine, all the time, everything you ever wanted to know about wine and were afraid to ask. That's what we are here for. We are your media resource for everything about our coming into its own, leafing out, happy, soon-to-be grape. Wow. See, grapes are... I'm glad grapes are happy. They, they, they are. They, they they have their little buds. They, they, they are coming into their own. I like this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, uh, for many reasons. But, you know, I, I would imagine for the grape growers of the world, this is a good time. Well, it's kind of a dangerous time. You know, obviously we hope all the frost are passed. We're waiting for rains, everything else. But now all the tiny little buds have come out and it's just exciting. Yeah. yeah. Now is this... Is this worldwide? Is this just us? Is this who is this? This is the northern hemisphere. Northern hemisphere. The southern. So Italian. Did you happen to see? By the way, I don't know no, if, you, no. if you watched this or not. <laughs> Down a road we go. Here we go. Morley Safer passed away. I, I saw that. Did you see the piece on the Italian uh, grape growers out there? No, I did. That not. was his favorite piece, and they they ran it again. It was something probably seven or eight years old. I had not seen that. Of course, Maury Schaefer, we're all, he, he was behind the French Paradox mm-hmm. doing that whole segment that really helped burgeon wine in the daily consumer. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. ultimately, when you look at that 60 Minutes report, if you go back and you're a numbers person and you like statistics and you, you do the analysis and you see a graph mm-hmm. of wine consumption in the United States before that airing and literally the day afterwards it's fascinating mm-hmm. we like to think you know we we discuss millennials and the impact they have we discuss wine media magazines uh social media how do we reach the consumer nobody touched the wine drinking populace like Maury did mm-hmm. yes and yes. literally and that one piece i've never seen such beautiful grapes yes so but i told the person i was watching it with absolutely beautiful beautiful grapes grapes are only Okay, grapes are pretty. They're nice and colorful, but they're prettiest when they're crushed in a glass and fermented. That's very true. But nevertheless, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the the French Paradox was a segment done on 60 Minutes uh, by Maury Schaefer. And in doing so, it discussed the healthiness, perceived healthiness of French people. Mm Mm-hmm. And within the French lifestyle, things that were advocated were things that, you know, maybe we stayed away from. It was olive oils. The Mediterranean diet, olive oils, nuts, fats, cheeses, and wine. And all of those things at the time were things that we were preaching against. Alcohol is bad for you. Stay away from dairy. You need to cut all fats, all oils out of your system that they are harmful to you. And then when you sat back and did a 20 and 30 year study and realized that the French the French people were much healthier than we were. Mm-hmm. This is what became the French paradox. Everything we thought was bad about our diet is what truly in moderation was sustaining the French longevity. Right. And it was the biggest boon to wine sales that had ever happened outside of literally the repeal of prohibition. Literally. Literally. Yes. I mean, absolutely, day after wine sales just skyrocketed. And they really have hit... They've never climbed that steep of a plateau Are they still again. climbing? Are we still climbing generally? We are. Oh, here's the key. With uh, the, the 60 Minutes program, it was less about climbing and more about literally exploding. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a climb. It was just a vertical jump. And since then, we've been climbing. Yeah. And every year, for the most part, it climbs. I think in 2007 is when we actually saw it dip a little bit. But every year, we've been growing. So, obviously, great person. Hats off to the wine industry. Absolutely. Owes a deep vote of thank you for that. 
Yes. So, yes, your tangents. You are listening to The Wine Crush. We are discussing wine. As always, in the start, when Kent is in a punchy mood, we get off on tangents. But tangents are not necessarily a bad thing. This is that time of year where we embrace and enjoy them. Before I get too far off, we have Todd Bostock joining us, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this. Uh, Dos Cavazayas. Uh, consider it butchered. Consider it butchered. Uh, bottom line is Todd Bostock. Uh, like I said, Das Cabezas Wineworks is joining us, and he has a very timely thing to discuss today, and it's going to be great to have him on the show because he's discussing canned wine. Oh, uh, boy, really? Yeah, no, I'm excited. In a nice way? <laughs> <laughs> I have Canned do you, wine? Do you listen? Do you listen I, to I, the I show at all? I try to or do you just most sit, of the time. I mean, I'm, you you know, I'm busy sit, doing technical things. You sit back there and punch buttons and play on Facebook. Don't even no, try. I don't. Yes, you I do. do not. All right. Yes, there are great canned wines out there. That is the new medium. That is where we are going. Think about it. Your craft beer went into cans. Wine going into cans. It makes it portable. It makes it a good place. We're not talking about uh, the... Careful not to name a brand. I almost put my foot in my Ooh. mouth. We're, we're not talking about some inexpensive plonk in a can. We're talking there's some really good wine out there, and it's being encapsulated in cans that have uh, kind of a plastic coating on the inside. There's not a metallic taste. There is no shame in drinking wine Okay, as can. long as you tell me there's no metallic taste, but I've yet to find anything that didn't we, we, have We've already had this argument. We're not going down this road again. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola is one that really, really sticks out. They do a wine called Sophia in a can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fabulous. Great rosé, great product. So, yes, we are looking forward to having Todd join us, and perhaps you'll pay attention to the segment. I will listen intently. And he can enlighten you. Because as we come up on this great holiday weekend, this is the perfect time to experiment with your can. This is the time to get really? ahead of it. I, I my, my can is a little sore these days, to just be honest with you. Well, all the extra work. Yeah, probably that and just sitting around randomly. That's true. All right. So when he joined us. But to get off on that springboard, this is the holiday weekend where most parts of the country are officially launching summertime. And this is the time of year where I encourage all of you, find all the weird stuff that you've put in your refrigerator and your cooler. Because this weekend, anything goes. Whether it's in a can, whether it's in a box, get outside, picnic, and enjoy it. And this is this is that time where, you know, you're not judged. Sometimes around Thanksgiving, sometimes around Christmas, even Easter, you sit down, you have more of a formal meal, and people look at what's on the bottle and what's in the table. Memorial Day, this is kind of a no-holds-barred. This mm -hmm. is when everyone just wants to relax and have fun. So you can get away with doing a whole lot of fun things in the nature of, yes, we're celebrating summer. Uh, I had to put a case of wine together. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be out of town for 48 hours, so I did need a full 12 bottles to get me through it. And as I was looking at it, I decided I would adopt the ABC philosophy, anything but Chardonnay. And so I got to pull out some of these things that I had always been. I've got one bottle of this I've been waiting. I've got Rhone White blends. I've got Southern Rhone blends. I do have my rosés. We don't need to go down the rosé road, but you know there's some great ones out there. Pinot Gris. This is the holiday of all that just screams Pinot Gris. Whether it's from Oregon, whether it's from Washington, whether it's from across the pond, this just caters to it. When you think about picnic foods, whether it's barbecued ribs, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, bratwurst, baked beans, all those magical casseroles, all the potato salads that show up for those of you in the South, all of you that have to contend with a congealed salad, mm. this is the perfect one to go with it. Definitely dig out your Pinot Gris. Pinot Grigio go hand in hand. Now, the one weird wine I did do, this is my geeky side coming out, is this is a great time to discover Vermentino. You had mentioned Vermentino. It. Vermentino. Vermentino is an Italian white, and it's got that great balance that you have the acidity to it. It's not acidic as a Sauvignon Blanc, but it's got the acidity. It'll cut through any of those pasta and macaroni salads. But it has an earthiness and a fruitiness on the back that does remind me probably more of hmm, a Sancerre. So less acid, more flavor. It's perfect. 
And even for a congealed salad. Even for, There's not much that will help a congealed salad. Okay. There's really not. I, I appreciate it. That and tomato aspect, there's just not much hope True. for either one of them. Personal taste, go ahead, light me up, complain, give me the great recipes. Seen it all, done it all, don't like either one of them, thanks. If it jiggles, I'm not eating it, just, just saying. <laughs> all right, so... But what's great about pulling out all these wonderful wines, and again, get adventurous with your holiday weekend, is these wines are all great with being uber cold. I know we preach. We say do not chill your wines too much, that Americans drink their wines too cold. But let's face facts, it's 85 degrees. You have to be outside. Your beer's on ice. Where else are you? You're not going to carry your wine cooler around with you. It's not possible. They have not invented a wine cooler on wheels that keeps at the perfect temperature. So your bottles have to go into the ice. Mm -hmm. And these varietals I have mentioned do not suffer any great damage from them. When you start looking at Chardonnays, yes, a Chardonnay served too cold definitely masks its flavors. Rieslings, same batch. When you start dealing with Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio, Vermentino, those wines then yes, they can stand being in that ice bath and coming out, pouring into a glass that are so cold, you actually change the outside of the yeah. glass to condense. I wouldn't want it any other way. And of course, what's great is if you are not like me and you actually sip on your wine, you can appreciate the fact as it warms up how different flavors come through. I, however, unfortunately, usually reach the bottom of the glass before that condensation even drips. So Memorial Day weekend, be adventurous, be brave, and find all those great varietals that you have put off and put them together with your picnic. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. And as our guest Todd Bustock is going to be pointing out, a lot of those great varietals, a lot of those fun things are now coming in cans. So even if you have the adventurous self that wants to get someplace they don't allow glass, you can put your can right in the ice and you'll be ready to go. We're going to take a quick break after this and we'll get back to more of the wine crush and more exciting stories on the wine world for pictures videos show recaps and more become a fan of wine crush radio group on facebook do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now, you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax Tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. That's 800-281-7048. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space. 
Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location? Uh, in the woods, just outside of town. Oh, not surprising. You've got your home. Bears have theirs. Yeah, but see, this wasn't just any bear. This bear was wearing jeans and a hat, as in a smoky bear. Jeans and a hat. That's definitely smoky. What exactly did he have to say? Well, we were about to head home, you know, after having a bonfire. Oh, I can guess where this is going. Right, right. See, Smokey told me the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. That's true. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wild fires are caused by humans that means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented wow no kidding i'm a forest ranger we never kid sorry (laughs) that was a joke if you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire step in and make a difference because nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans brought to you by smoky bear the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council learn more at smokybear.com only you can prevent wildfires Now it's back with more of The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson. Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Because we have been discussing picnicking and Memorial Day and all the great wines that you need to be pulling out and playing with, now is a perfect time to introduce our guest. And of course, as usual, I have to start my whole introduction with an apology. Uh, I'd like to welcome Todd Bostock with Dos Cabezas Wineworks. Todd, welcome to the Wine Crush. Hey, thanks, Laura. Happy to be here. I am happy to have you. I am very, very sorry. I think I've been the opener. I totally butchered the name of your wine works, so my apologies. We all joke around oh, no, here. Sorry. Being from the South, I, English is barely my first language, but I have it down now, I swear. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> this has to be one of your favorite holidays. We're kicking off the summer. Everyone has their coolers. Everyone's got everything put together. And this is truly the year where they can pick all kind of great wines and cans to put in their coolers right alongside their beer. Does this make you happy? Makes me very happy. So for our listeners, give everybody a background as to why Todd Bostock is a huge can advocate. Um, I, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense uh, for for certain wines. For us specifically was a... Uh, rosé for sparkling rosé that uh when you get out in out and about you know hiking camping backpacking that sort of thing um you don't necessarily want to lug along a giant bottle of wine um but you might want to enjoy one when you get when you're go where you're going and so uh that's why that's why we chose uh sparkling rosé to put in a can to make it portable to, to get it out there where we we like to be well, it does make sense, especially since when you look at sparkling bottles, they are definitely the heaviest of the lot. And if I had to have a backpack and all of a sudden it was full with a case, that would be a little heavy for my husband to wind up carrying. So we do appreciate the fact that we're putting sparkling in cans. Sure, sure. Todd, the question is, why now? I look back over the history on it, and I, I remember uh, Coppola doing Sophia in cans, and I remember that being out for ages. And it seems like when you saw it on the shelf seven years ago, eight years ago, it was always dusty. Now, all of a sudden, things have taken off. What has made the difference, and why is the public embracing cans now? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think a big part of it is uh, the equipment to can becoming more accessible. So high-quality equipment becoming more accessible, more breweries, craft breweries canning wine, and then uh, that equipment being available to track down. So I think a lot before when the wine wines weren't successful, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't small wineries doing it. It was marketing departments, you know, and, uh, and larger wineries. And now that the equipment's available to smaller, uh, high-quality wineries, uh, I think you're getting better wine in cans, and I think people appreciate that. I think part of that is the key, and that's something I was advocating earlier. Again, if you take Coppola out of it, there there hasn't been great wine in cans. 
previously. No. Uh, we, we've had some interesting test runs. I have certainly have some things that I wouldn't use to clean my floor. But I look around now, and it's not just, oh, here is a fizzy white. You can get sangrias. You can get Chardonnay. You can get Sauvignon Blanc. You can get Merlot, Pinot. Granted, some of the reds I had, I'm not saying I have doubts. I just have not tried some of the reds and cans. I have always gravitated towards the whites. But what's out there and what's offered is truly good. Yeah, no, it, it seems like there's a lot of great ones. And that's that's kind of the point. It doesn't matter what the vessel is, what the container is, right? I mean, the wine has to be good. The novelty of being able to take uh, uh, not-so-great wine with you, isn't, it's, it's not that exciting of a proposition. All uh, right. When you were creating wines and we were working with Wineworks, what was that aha moment? What was the selling point? What was that hidden benefit that made you decide, yes, I will go ahead, I will branch out, and I will put this in a can? Uh, it seemed like a fun idea. So we were, my, uh, my wife and I were camping in Colorado and we, uh, saw the infinite monkey theorem wines and picked them up and took them with us and enjoyed them. And, uh, it, it seemed we, we enjoyed it and we felt like it was something we would like to do for ourselves. And, uh, we were just fortunate enough to have friends and talking, you know, starting to ask around, we were able to track down the equipment to borrow to do it. And, uh, we kind of settled in on a 16 ounce package because, uh, we felt like it's a it's a, the right size shareable package. I don't know. That Speak for your own self. Sixteen ounces a serving size. You realize that? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, it's two and a half, two and a half, or three glasses. You know, so uh, it's a good, it's the perfect amount to share. And I think that in, in my some of my greatest wine experiences have been, um, you know, at picnic tables. Uh, you know, just kind of of the moment. Uh, not necessarily in, in dining rooms or at uh, great restaurants, you know. It is fun. This is, especially in summertime, this is the time you branch out. It's not necessarily formal. We're not looking at the labels. It's just about sharing a beverage. So, Todd, how did you come to be in the wine business? How did you come to get to this point where you're advocating cans? What's your background? Uh, that's a good question. I uh, It's the only thing I, I, I try that I seem to be that great at, right, or good at. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always had an interest in in uh, in wine and, and food, and uh, you know, kind of, I started college as a math major or a, uh, art major with a math major, a business major. Bounced around, never really found anything that clicked. Um, art, and, uh, math. Hey, you're just going back to art, math, and business. You put those three yeah. together, and you already have three pretty divergent attitudes. So, of course, alcohol has to be involved in all three. Hey, Todd, we got to take a quick break right here. When we get back, we're going to find out exactly how you got out of that divergent nature and into making your own wine. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-989-0233. 800-989-0233. 800-989-0233. That's 800-989-0233. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, 
I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be. 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. We're back with more Wine Crush with Laura Lawson. Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Right now, we are discussing picnic, Memorial Day, all kind of fun things to do with wines with Mr. Todd Bostock, who is with Dos Cabezas Wineworks. Todd, are you still with us? I am. All right. So before the break, we had covered the fact that you had gone over math, art, business. How did you wind up in wine? Because I think everybody has this idea they're good at something, and very few people finally say, well, wow, I'm going to try this. Yeah, I'd always been interested, and I uh, the last time I dropped out of school, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I we started a, a failing printing company, and uh, I knew the day the day that we started that it wasn't it wasn't the right thing. And one day, um, I, we were, I was delivering a print job across the street from one of those brew your own brew places, and uh, I went in and bought a kit, made some wine at home, was mildly satisfied, but really wanted to get my hands on fruit, um, and then. Uh, was was able to enrolled in the UC Davis uh, extension program was fully ready to move to California and pursue it and then uh, I tried wine that was being made in Arizona and had that moment where it, it tasted of a quality of it uh, high quality as anything I'd had but tasted different tasted unique and tasted like the place and that was really intriguing to me so um, I uh, drove down to the vineyard uh, which was the Dos Cabezas vineyard and met the folks making the wine. And as luck would have it, there was not a lot of folks interested in making wine at the time. That was in 2002. And uh, was able to make my way into a, an apprenticeship there making wine. I like it. Being aggressive, being bold, knowing what you wanted. That is a perfect way to be. So now that was in 2002. We are 14 years later. Do you feel like you have mastered the world of wine and found your niche? <laughs> I feel like I found something that we're, we're pretty decent at, but I... Uh, I'm always shocked at how every day we find out how much we still have to learn. And uh, I think that's maybe part of what keeps it exciting. Um, so, no, no, I think we, there's, there's still a long way to go. 
careful. You, you realize that's the sign of truly being a wine expert, right? Is not feeling like no. you know everything, but realizing that you've only put a drop in the bucket and that uh, there's more out there to know than you could ever possibly know. That's usually a sign that you're getting wise, Todd. Oh, yeah? Oh, that that. Might be, hey, might be wonderful. time to drop out of school again. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so right. you've you've got uh, essentially 14 years under your belt making wine, being involved in the wine world. We're focusing on cans. If you had to snap your fingers and all of a sudden you were going to go five years from now, what is going to be the status of the wine can business? Is it going to have taken off? Is it going to be everywhere? Are we going to find wine and vending machines and cans? Where are we going from here? What's the next step? That's a good question. I imagine, I imagine, like anything else, uh, it'll it'll uh, grow. There'll probably be a little bubble, and then it'll shake out. And at the end of the day, there'll be a a few high quality offerings available. You know, and I don't know as a format that it makes sense for all wine. Right? I think it makes sense for a few specific wines. Like I said, for us, it was just just this uh, one wine for now. But I I think you might see things like uh, like you're starting to see beer in uh, they call them crowlers. You know, at Whole Foods where they'll fill up 32 ounces. Of beer, I think you might start seeing um, that with wine, um, and I think you'll see it more widely available. I think the offerings will get better, but I, I don't imagine that it'll be the sort of thing that uh, where you see, you know, tons of different brands. I think maybe distinct regional brands, uh, which which I think is interesting. I think I think it's it's a good it'll it'll be a good place. I think as technology gets better and you can guarantee the protection of the wine against a metallic taste, you are definitely going to see cans and more keg wines taking off. Just the common container, the less expensive, just the the whole green concept of it is going to appeal people. Uh, Todd, as we move through this, obviously you've made a commitment to use cans and to advocate. Have you had any consumers look at you and say you're crazy? Have you had any really ridiculous complaints? Do you have a story of anyone just totally shooting your idea out of the sky? No, it's been interesting. Actually, we so the first year, last year, we only made a tiny bit. We made about 165 gallons, and we were concerned about even that. We were we really thought we would have it around my wife and I to drink all summer. <laughs> and uh, and so we were trying to think of how we were going to sell it, how we were going to market it, how we were going to introduce people to it. Um, we've, we settled in on the price we were going to charge. There was some pushback from our wholesaler, and they hadn't picked it up yet. And uh, there's a guy named Chris Bianco who, who makes pizza in Phoenix, makes some of the best pizzas there is. And uh, we dropped one off to him, and he called up and said he would take all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Good place and to be. So, yeah, and uh, and ended up taking about half of it, and it, it disappeared. We sold all of it within two weeks. Uh, this year, we we made, gosh, we made 660 gallons. We made four times as much, and uh, we all the wineries was pre-sold. We sold it all before we <laughs> before we had it, even in in the packages. So it's it's been shocking, really, how accepting people are. They they totally get it. People see it and they get it. And then if the wine's good, they get it. It makes. Uh, I've got to ask this question. You said it was a 16 ounce can. Are are these sold single serve or is it a four pack? How, how is this wine sold? So we sell them individually, and then they come in a you know they come in a four pack. But we we sell them individually, so it ends up being twelve fifty a can for uh, fifty dollars a four pack. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, the the idea is that it's a it's a really great size for sharing, which I think wine wine should be shared. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's interesting. It breaks down a lot of barriers. Uh, a lot of times you tell people that you have wine from Arizona and they look at you like you, uh, you're from outer space, right? They don't, they almost don't believe it. Um, but the wine that we put in cans, <laughs> uh, it totally busts through that. We got, we got calls as far away as, uh, as Norway, Norway, like, uh, they saw pictures of the cans on, on, uh, Instagram. Uh, we got calls from everywhere wanting them, um, which is wild because, uh, uh, and I guess if you're open-minded enough to have wine in a can, you're open-minded enough to believe that it can be great if it's from Arizona. I think it is. I think there. I don't think there's any state out there that can't produce a palatable, if not great, wine. It's just a matter of perseverance. Uh, yeah. Have people messed with you a little bit? I, I have to admit, when I start thinking about a 16-ounce can, do people get you the little brown bags to rack up around it and put you? I mean, we could just do a great marketing campaign with this. Oh sure. Yeah, <laughs> koozies. We haven't. We don't have koozies yet, uh, but it seems inevitable. That's a have to. How perfect, could you? Yeah. yeah. How could you not have wine koozies yet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. We we keep coming up with ideas on how we 
should market the the wine, and then it's it's been gone before we can get around to it. <laughs> well, that is certainly a good problem to have. It's a whole lot easier to be creative, to be proactive when all of it's out of the warehouse, as opposed to you're sitting there with 200 cases sitting in the warehouse, and how do I get it out the door? Uh, Chris, I, Todd, I have just one last question before we have to end this, just because this is more from my knowledge. Is there a shelf life on these wines? Do you have a born-on date? Have you published it so that, hey, uh, drink this by July 4th, 2016? Is there something people can look at to say, okay, this is in date? Yeah, that's a good question. So we chose the carbonate uh, knowing that that would that help keep the wine fresh, right? And uh, we've only, we're only a year and a half into this, and so... The cans that we packaged last year, we tried this year. They taste, they still taste great. Um, so as far as the shelf life, um, I don't know why you would want to keep it longer than a year. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the the point is to, that they should be. They're made to be consumed now over summer. But uh, that being said, yeah, a year in, they the ones from last year still taste great. I like the sound of it. Well, Todd, for our listeners who are interested in learning more about Dos, Cabe- Dos Cabezas, where can they find you? Where can they do some research on what is your webpage? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, shockingly, we're on the internet and social media. Okay. Uh, Dos com. So, D O S C A B E Z A S dot com. And the same on Instagram and Facebook at Dos Cabezas. And uh, there's a great hashtag, actually, for pink cans. I pink, therefore I can. Uh, where there's people posted, we encourage people to post pictures yeah, yeah, right, yeah. when they're out doing it. And so if you go on uh, hashtag I pink, therefore I can, you can see people having a great time uh, with Rosé. You so. ought to, hey, you ought to just be in the top 100 brands because of that slogan. That oh, yeah. is absolutely brilliant. I'm not saying this hadn't been a great interview all the way around, but I pink, therefore I can't. Man, that is absolutely outstanding. Hopefully that right there encapsulates the success you're going to have with this and the fact that we can look back and say we knew Todd Wynn. Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, have a great day, and by all means, go pink so you can. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a small break here on The Crush. When we return, we will get into more of interesting wine stories and find other great ways for you to enjoy your Memorial Day holiday. Follow host Laura Lawson on Twitter at Wine Crush Radio. This is The Wine Crush. If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5735. That's 1-800-829-5735. Again, 1-800-829-5735. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Call On Call Pharmacy right now and save as much as $700. 800-884-7919. On Call Pharmacy delivers the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Call On Call Pharmacy now and take advantage of this special offer. 800-884-7919. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. 
indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. I pink, therefore I can enjoy more of the Wine Crush with Laura Lawson. Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. I'm telling you, that made my day. It's a great I, slogan. I absolutely love it. Uh, that wonderful gentleman was Mr. Todd Bostock of Das Cabezas Wine Works, who is producing 16-ounce sparkling rosé in a can from Arizona. All right, that right there says volumes. Literally five years ago, if I had been on air saying, hey, our next guest is producing rosé from Arizona in a can, I don't know if any of you would have stayed around to listen. I wouldn't have given that a second thought, but he made it sound very appealing. And he said something interesting, too. He said he chose to carbonate, therefore that extends the life of the wine. So now what uh, the carbonation process with wine, is it different than other things? Um, we didn't get to get into this with him, so I, I hate to... Um, it, it is not necessarily different. So my guess is but that... these are sparkling wines already, right? I don't believe so. I think it was a still rosé. Okay. And, of course, they're they're doing CO2 induction. So they're adding CO2 as they're canning, as they're bottling. Think, um, think the concept of beer. Mm-hmm. Think about the extra spice of CO2. Think about how they bottle it under pressure. Um, so same concept, I believe, with the cans. You know, generally, that is when you look at champagne, the, the worst method for having champagne is co2 induction but we're talking about a rosé we're making lightly effervescent we're having some fun with it this is not a champagne this is not a sparkling it's lightly effervescent and of course in doing something like that it certainly holds the integrity of the wine you definitely have pulled all the oxygen out so yes it does help that was on his website it says something about a sparkling pink so he does have that but are these pop top i wonder or are they uh no, they no, no, see we just go through all this great interview and, I, and now, i didn't ask could, the question yeah I you could have asked in. him now i'm stuck on speculating so I'm just, just to be clear pictures, no, 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 just to be 100 percent clear to our listeners yeah. i do the radio interview i have the same information that every single one of you listening to this right now has so Kent could have randomly be asking y'all this question. He's the one sitting back there that has the microphone, had Todd on the line, and has the website pulled up. And what's he doing? He's asking us the question. But because I, I'm frightened to jump into your interview. It's your turf. It's your it's your territory. It's like the Jets invading the Sharks. You don't want to do that. Seriously? So I, I, I was frightened. I, I understand I that. I appreciate that. I'll tell you what. Why don't you get on that beautiful Google machine? Yeah, yeah, okay. You look up the question on how the top is, and now that you have every single one of our listeners wanting to know how the package is sealed, you get to give us that answer. So, All right. there you go. go. I'm tempted just to hit redial and get him on the phone again. Go, go, go play with your keyboard. Okay. And in the meantime, again, as much as we're celebrating Memorial Day, as much as we're celebrating the possibility of taking your can with you, um, I couldn't do a wine crush and not have a common sense story and the death of common sense and just things that annoy me. The older I get, the more I, longer I have listeners, the more we just have to speculate on things like this. Oh, dear. Okay. So we We're going to get sued again. Yeah, we might. Okay. All right. So we have activists again. And, you know, activists always make me happy because usually they're doing something ridiculous. Yeah. We're back to it. Uh, according to Wine Industry Insider and a gentleman by the name of Howard Yoon, I apologize if I got the name wrong, uh, article from Napa News, activists stir debate over reported weed killer in wines. Weed killer? Weed killer. Oh. It wasn't enough that we had to go through the whole debacle about arsenic. Now we have a group that's saying that there is Roundup in wines and that laboratory testing on 10 California wines... Uh, have trace amounts of the herbicide widely known as Roundup. Okay, now now, now we're talking about wine here. Do you know what the citing came from? Do you know where this information is coming from? Where, uh, let me guess. California? 
Moms Across America. Moms Across America. Moms Across America are citing that 10 California wines had Roundup in them and that they are deeply concerned and, quote, something along the lines of it has to stop now. It is poisoning America and destroying the future of this great country. Now, I appreciate the fact. I appreciate people are worried about poisoning the environment. Lather on top of this. But moms across America, what, are you feeding your kids wine? I, I, I started to say, how does this get connected to you? Now, granted, are your kids bad enough that you have to drink a lot of wines? Because supposedly, according to, thank God, the Wine Institute of San Francisco always speaks out to people and just brings them down to common sense. Uh, these moms with these terrible kids who are concerned about the possibility of Roundup being in their wines, they would have to drink 2,500 glasses of wine a day oh, to for 70 years to reach the EPA level of concern, uh, this figure came from Gladys, oh boy, Horachi, spokeswoman for the Wine Institute of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, Gladys, yes. get yourself a part time job. No, Gladys is great. Gladys, Gladys is, is the, the good one. Yeah, okay. she's the good one. It's the moms across America I'm concerned with. Uh, you would have to drink 2,500 glasses a day for 70 years to even begin to reach levels. But this is what we're reduced to. We are actually worried about the amount of Roundup that's in the wine. I'll tell you what, if you want to be concerned about things, we all need to be concerned about the environment giving back. If the Roundup is in the grapes, it's in the wine, imagine how much is on your lettuce. Mm. We're going to take a break right here. When we return, we will wrap up today's crush and give you some ideas on having a great Memorial Day. Need a wine recommendation for a party? Want Laura to address something on the show? Email her at lauralawson at winecrush.com. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-915-9734. 800-915-9734. That's 800-915-9734. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-856-1330 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-856-1330. 800-856-1330. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore. And frustration, a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important, and little things like patience and kindness count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council.
Welcome back for more of The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson. I'm Laura Lawson. This is The Crush, and I've had a little bit of fun on today's show. We've covered a gamut of topics, the most important being that, of course, try unique, fun things. There's great white wine varietals out there. Don't stick with your Chardonnay, and by all means, enjoy them in a can. We've got everything under the sun out there right now. It's portable. It's great. It's fun. Everybody loves to be able to take the wine with you. And, of course, special thanks to Todd Bostock of Das Cabas wine works bringing out our arizona rosés i think it's fun that we get to experiment with wines from all over the country all over the world and that everything has a place i pink therefore i can i love it i love the way people are getting behind things so as you go into memorial day as you go into the fun of summer as we go into the changing of seasons remember what we always advocate here at the crush All the way around, your wine are like your clothes. Everything is seasonal. As you get those great picnic items out, as you get to try great produce coming in, hopefully produce that has been washed free of your Roundup, then you can actually find great wines and fresh things to pair together. To do that, you need to break out of what you're usually drinking and find the fun things. And what I like most as we discuss the Maurice Schaefer, we discuss the French paradox at the beginning of this. Back then... If you had discussed the idea of a rosé, a vermentino, if you had discussed the idea of a chardonnay, a pinot gris, or even a riesling, you would have been considered one of the 99.9 percentile that is going in and being a wine snob. Fast forward because of great works and great studies like that to today, and everything is available to you. Everything is at your fingertips. So you need to take advantage of it. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Because this is a discovery phase. This is a time where you get to try so many different things. And our job and your job is to make sure that everything is literally at your fingertips. Whether it's Arizona Rosés, whether it's California Pinot Gris, whether it's Oregon Pinot Gris, does not matter. We're going to make sure that no matter where you go, no matter what you're doing, you're going to have that beautiful ability to take your can with you. You know, here's a challenge to my chef friends as we wrap this up. One of my favorite things to do for Memorial Day, my favorite things to do for summertime is beer can chicken. Have y'all all seen that? The beer can. I've you had take it. The delicious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who is going to be the first person to call the wine crush and submit a wine can chicken hey. recipe? Hey. I want to know what you're using. I want to know how you did it and certainly want to know what you used. As always, as we were talking about our friends over at uh, uh, Das Cabas Wines, a 16-ounce can would probably be perfect. Let's just see how we make the most of it. As always here in The Crush, we're reminding you to sip socially, to drink responsibly, to drink what you like, not what you're told. But most importantly, in Vino Veritas, in wine, there's truth. I'm Laura Lawson, and I'll talk with you next week.